Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. We're back again, Lucha World Podcast episode number 96. Fredo Esparza here. Um, Kurt Brown is not here this week. He's still recovering from attending that bar wrestling show that we went to this past Thursday. Actually, we only watched one match, unfortunately. They had a they had a really strange setup for their their show, which is I mean, we've been to Lucha shows where they've had strange setups, so it wasn't that. That wasn't really the only reason we we left early. Um, it started at 9 p.m., and I don't know. It just kind of it. I joked with Kurt that I was hoping maybe they, uh, if the first match was the the, the match featuring uh, Penta, El Cero M, and uh, Ray Phoenix, that I would be okay with just watching that one match. And I guess Kurt kind of took it. Kind of, we joked about, we laughed about it. But um, it turned out to be what happened. Um, they ended up being the opening match. And, you know, there really wasn't anybody else I really wanted to watch on that show. Um, they had a lot of guys that are more, um, they're no names and stuff. And I'm sure it's a good show and all. But, you know, I'm not really a huge Hurricane Helms or, um, you know, some of the Eli Drake. Those guys I'm not really that interested in. I, I'm more of a Lucha guy. And I got that watching, barely watching Penta and Ray Phoenix versus Willie Mack and uh, Scorpio Sky. Um, I, the crowd was great for this mat, for this show. Um, they, I, I think they sold out for it. But the problem was everybody was standing up. So if you were, if you were way in the back, you really couldn't see most of the match. So it was mostly you just reacting to what the, the rest of the crowd was watching. And that wasn't as, you know... It wasn't as enjoyable as as it sounds. <laughs> I don't know. It just it it, it was just a, it, the way it was set up. I think it might it might it might come off better if you're watching it like on on video because you get to see the match, the actual match, and you do see the energetic crowd. But you know, if you're there and you're standing behind people who are a lot taller than you, or you know, you know a lot bigger than you and it's like you can't really see over them or you're seeing over the tops of, of heads of people it's not that it's not that enjoyable to watch we were standing right next to uh ray phoenix's wife who um she was she was uh, she was in the merch section for um pentagon where they were selling pentagons um his his mask and his t-shirts and she had her baby with her with her so you know i thought about asking her complimenting her on her bowling skills if you haven't watched um the video that puma king and barbie posted where they challenged um, ray phoenix and his wife to a bowling match or contest or whatever it's called um highly recommend watching that it they pretty much 
destroyed uh, Puma and Barbie in that. But, you know, she was hold- she was taking care of her baby and her baby was kind of, you know, I think the crowd was a little too loud for the baby. And, um, and she wanted to watch that match too. And then as soon as that match ended, that's also why we left. As soon as that match ended, um, I noticed she was already packing her stuff up. <laughs> so, and uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon were going to be wrestling the following night in um, Saltillo for the, for, uh, pro- for the crash and Producciones Aoza, Aoza or whatever they're called. Um, so we knew they were going to get a, a flight out pretty soon. So it wasn't something, you know, we just decided to, it, we were better off just watching that one match and leaving. We've watched a lot less at, at, at Lucha shows. I remember we've gone to shows where we basically just stay in the back, stay backstage talking to like some of the guys and don't watch any of the match. And we paid to, to go to these shows and, you know, we don't get to, we don't get to see the action sometimes, but you know, that's part of the, that's part of the, the charm of going to Lucha shows and not really going with a plan or wrestling shows. We, we don't really go with a plan. We sometimes get interviews. If we get interviews, we don't watch most of the shows. If we don't get interviews, we watch a lot of the shows. And in some cases, we just don't want to stick around to watch some of the shows because, you know, we might be busy the next day or, you know, the, the show itself, there's only like maybe a handful of matches we want to watch. And, you know, fortunately in, at Bar Wrestling, we got to see uh, Ray Phoenix and Penta, Pentagon Jr. in their, in their match. Um, that, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else, else about that. Um, you know, while the building, the way it was set up, it kind of it's kind of like a rectangular looking building where the the sides, the the ring kind of cuts a lot of the side the side. Basically, you have a long section where you could get fill in the crowd, and then the sides there's really no room, and then the back end there's not there's even less. I don't even I think that was just basically the entrance area, and they had the camera there, and some whoever was like ring announcing was standing there. So basically, you have one side where there's two hundred people, you know standing there's really it's really difficult to watch in that form and you know i think that the thing that they have of course it being called bar wrestling there's a bar so you could you could order drinks and i i don't think i think i think a lot of the fans are there just for the for the just to be part of the the show more than anything else if they get to watch some of the matches matches it's it's a bonus um but since we weren't drinking we kind of just felt we had to leave um but, you know, other than that, it's time to really get to the big news of this past weekend. A lot of news happened. I think we, it, it, typical Lucha Libre, you basically have a couple of weeks where nothing's going on. You're just getting a bunch of tournaments. AAA is not running any live shows at, at certain points. They this past, this past Friday, we actually got not only the, the finals for the Gran Alternativa for CMLL, the Friday show, but we also got a AAA TV taping. And this TV taping, the the highlight was that there were a bunch of surprises lined up on the on the show poster. If you go to it, it's basically a lot of surprises, surprise matches, surprise opponents, you know, all of that. Although I think some of the surprises weren't really, uh, I think people were expecting more out of those surprises. And I think for me, the big surprise was that they actually had another good another good show. And um, you know, I enjoy the fact that they show these on Twitch. The trouble is I have to watch these lot, you know, as they're happening because I'm not, I'm not going to subscribe to AAA's TV, um, Twitch just because, you know, they're going to post it at some point on, on their YouTube channel. So, you know, if I miss something, you know, usually it ends up being, I don't have to see, <laughs> I don't have to see La Mascara and Maximo versus Psychosis and Hysteria or Pagano versus Dr. Wagner Jr. There's usually only a handful of matches I really want to watch. Um, but this week, 
that happened. Two big shows. The Crash had um, another weekend of uh, you know, of shows that they were running. Uh, unfortunately, we can't watch any of the Crash shows. I, I assume they're taping at least the Tijuana shows, but you know they're they're still not doing that stuff. Um, so AAA had a show built around a bunch of surprises. They ended up not having the big surprise this past weekend. CMLL had the big surprise as LA Park made his return to CMLL. Um, it happened after the main event, after Flyer and Volador Jr. beat Templario and Ultimo Guerrero to win the Grand Alternativa final. Los Ingobernables ran in, attacked Flyer and Volador Jr. And immediately following them were was the big surprise of LA Park making the save for his, his nephews, Volador Jr. and Flyer. Also accompanying LA Park, I know many of you are, are, are just as surprised as this as I was. Hijo de LA Park made his way to CMLL and made the save as well for his cousins. Um, Hijo de LA Park, you know, unfortunately he's not, he hasn't really, you know, if he was at least a good worker, I think we'd at least be talking about, oh, he's good. He's a good, he's a good addition and stuff, you know, he's okay, but he's not good, you know? And so like, he's, it's like, he's with his dad and it's like, eh, he's with him, you know, joy. But yeah, they made the save for Volador Jr. and Flyer. L.A. Park grabbed the mic and immediately cursed in the mic. And surprisingly, CML did not cut him off until the very end. Like they cut off the mic when, um, you know, once Rush cut his promo, they decided not to let L.A. Park say more. I don't think he said more afterwards. Um, he did talk. He did do a post, a post match interview backstage. Um, talking about how happy he was to be back in in Arena Mexico with CMLL, um, LA Park challenged Roosh to a hair versus mask match. Uh, I that's seems like it's gonna that's the plan for the anniversary. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think CMLL is bringing LA Park in with the idea that they could have him around for much longer, you know, beyond the anniversary show. So I'm assuming that's gonna be. What that what it's gonna happen, um, if he even gets to that point? Because if if we followed LA Park's track record in the past, wrestling in Arena Mexico, for or for CMLL or for anyone else, it doesn't really last that long. So, you know, hopefully it does work out. I think this time they, I think it'd be good just because this is something that the fans have been wanting. LA Park and Roosh Online have been and their fans have constantly been talking about wanting this match and i think cml maybe they didn't maybe they maybe they noticed atlantis they can't get another they can't get a main event singles match out of atlantis this year maybe they don't see the young they don't they've already used cuatrero versus angel de oro they they've pretty much already done that so i don't know what other young talent they could throw out there right now unless they like did mephisto you know, or, you know, versus a young guy or, you know, a hair match, you know, Rush versus somebody or Cronio versus Rush. But clearly those weren't going to match up what Roosh versus LA Park could be. And I think that's the plan. Uh, hopefully that is what they could, what they get, what they could get to. But like I said, you know, LA Park and Rush, they're wild. Things can happen. Things can go south rather quickly. Hopefully they don't. But, you know, adding LA Park, you know, LA Park was, 
was pretty much, he mentioned about a month ago that he had to decide between CMLL and AAA because both promotions had been wanting to get him to join, to, to work some shows for them. And, you know, he had that back and forth with Dorian Roldan online about, you know, Dorian Roldan wanting him to be in that uh, Poker de Aces cage match at Triple Mania. I guess now that's, you know, at the moment that might not be happening, but you don't know if it, if it might or might not happen. You know, it's funny because this this happens on the. I I don't know. Maybe they saw the. Maybe CMLL saw that that poster for AAA and saw all those surprises. They've seen some of the announcements for Ronaldo Escandalo. They've already seen Alberto's announced for the for the for Triple Mania. So maybe they thought, you know, we got to do something too because AAA started doing some a lot of surprises. And, you know, they're doing a lot of this stuff. So. Maybe it's time we join in on the fun. I don't know. Something happened with with CML. You know, they, 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 I would like to think it, it's that, but you know, having been a long time Lucha Libre fan, having followed it for such a long time, CML sometimes they don't really react for the reasons that we think they're reacting. It's possible it could be that. Could be that they just realized, you know, they they really wanted this and. You know, Rush is one of the guys that basically calls, you know, his own shots. Maybe he really wanted it, kind of, you know, went to Paco and the, you know, programming department and begged them to do this. And, you know, I don't know, because Ali Park Curso, you know, he, they obviously knew what they were getting this time around and they didn't like back out right away. They've already got him booked for the next, for next Friday. Um, it's going to be Familia Real, Ali Park Flyer and Volador Jr. versus Los Ingobernables, Rush, El Terrible, and Bestia del Ring. Um, it's unfortunate we have Bestia del Ring. <laughs> That's going to be the big concern in this match. Who's going to do the dive on Bestia del Ring? They be- <laughs> He'll probably have to be Flyer since they, they kind of need LA Park and Volador Jr. to sell tickets at the moment. They could sacrifice Flyer for the time being. But, you know, it, it goes, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty amazing that they went from Cranio to LA Park rather quickly. Um, I'm going to assume, you know, we're probably going to get Familia Real a lot. We're probably going to get LA Park teaming up with Cranio and some other guys against the Gorbernables. Uh, we're probably going to, obviously, their CMLs in that, you know, that current fic, that current, um, they're really getting a kick out of that whole Relevos Increíbles concept. So I'm, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised that they just continue with that as well. So yeah, the Alley Park returning was the big news for CMLL and really in all of Lucha Libre this past weekend. The the other ma- the, the other big news from CMLL was that that Grand Alternativa final with Flyer and Volador Jr. beating Templario and Ultimo Guerrero. It's clear Templario really needs to be in the main event group or at least in the mix. Uh, I know Ultimo Guerrero and Informa. He was asked if if he thought if he had considered Templario joining. Um, Los Guerreros Laguneros. Um, he said he's thought about it. Templario's not a, a Lagunero. I think Templario's from some... He mentioned he was from some other region. Um, I forgot where. It's where he's at, where his um, taco... His, um, his taco restaurant or whatever it is he has is located. I forgot where it was. But um, but Ultimo Guerrero said, you know, he's good enough where he maybe he should be in the group. I think for Templario's sake, he sh- I hope he does become part of the Guerreros Laguneros just because that a- elevates him a lot quicker than, you know, I think 
you could have the possibility of him joining another trio, but this group is already on top. Worst case scenario, he's just in the mix of like, you know, when they do the, you know, they, they have Ultimo Girl working, you know, main events with some other guys. They'll just have Templario team up with Euphoria and Gran Guerrero in a semi-main event. Or in the main events, you know, one they'll send one guy elsewhere and they'll have, or two guys elsewhere, they'll have Templario with the uh, Ultimo Girl or the, one of the other guys in, in the main event. I think that's the solution for him. I think he doesn't want to be... He, the worst spot for him would be, be teaming up with Dragon Rojo Jr. and Polvora. That has been like a, a cursed third spot. We haven't really seen anybody last that's been in that group. They could create another group, but you know they've already have the Dinamitas. They have the Ingobernables, Guerreros Laguneros, Hijos del Infierno. They already have four groups that are at that top, you know, in the semi-main and main event groups. Uh, Peste, Peste Negra, so that already filled up. So he kind of, it would make more sense for him to just be thrown into the Guerreros Laguneros rather than him, like, I know a lot of people say, well, you know, you could form a new group with Echicero, Templario, and, you know, somebody else. And yeah, it sounds awesome. But then that group's just going to be lower than these other guys. And it makes more sense just to, like, have them be up there a little higher. Flyer gets automatically moved up to the main event. That's one of the things when you win Gran, Gran Alternativa, you immediately get a, a main event match. And if you're good in that main event match, usually you stick near the top or, you know, around that group. Third, fourth match up is usually where you end up Actually, fourth matchup, you end up being there depending on if the women are like put put in a higher spot, or like in you know big events like anniversary where you might work an opener, because it's an all you know it's the the top guys or the bigger names are on it, uh, bigger matches are in it, but that's where you know Flyer hopefully he ends up being a part of that and he probably is going to be in that if it's going to be a Familia Real versus Ingobernables feud, just to like go from what is May to September, you're going to have to have these matches a little more frequently. So I'm guessing that's going to be part of the, the deal. So yeah, the semi-main event had, um, oh, well, the match itself, I should mention the Grand Alternativa fi uh, final. Really good match. Um, Templario held his own. I, I really enjoyed the fact that they got, finally, we finally got to see Volador Jr. versus Templario. Um, I, was, I was really wanting to see that. Flyer looked good. I think this was probably the best Flyer has looked in these bigger matches, you know, and he he looked really bad. He looked really sloppy against uh, Magia Blanca, but you know that that you know, I could totally understand nerves and also Magia Blanca's not as experienced as as Ultimo Guerrero or Templario, and so you know this this was really a good way to sh um, showcase Flyer. Um, he looked good. Volador Junior, um, good as always. Just a fun match. Highly recommended. I highly recommend you watch that. This whole the entire show was really good. Um, I only skipped the set, the opener just because it had Espanto Junior and Hijo Signo. I don't think I need to watch that. <laughs> the second match was good. You're gonna, always gonna get a good match when it involves Puma Tiger and um, the Panther and Blue Panther Junior. And you know they had their partners Okumura team with Puma and Tiger and Drone teamed up with the Panther and Blue Panther Junior. Good match. The third match was Jeremiah Junior beating Fuego in a match relampago. I thought that was pretty. I, I think those technical match relampagos have been really good. Again, that kind of shows how bad the some of the undercard rudos are, where they're not really doing as much for these younger um, or the, you know, the 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 lower card technicals. Where, I mean, we're seeing technical versus technical match relampagos, and they've been really good. 
Um, I thought this was good. The fourth match, Dinamitas versus Angel Oro, Mystico, Sobrano Jr. Another good match. Dinamitas are just a really uh, a fantastic trio. Um, and these technicals fit what they do. I think the only thing I didn't like was when Sobr- Sobrano Jr. does that tornillo in the ring. If he lands, because he kind of lands standing sometimes. And when he did this one this time around, he kind of landed and he kind of landed standing rather than like, usually he'll like land like a little bit more angular where it he'll actually hit the guy's, you know, chest area and he'll, they'll, they'll fall for a pin or whatever. And this time he kind of landed a little more, he's straighter on him, at him, at his opponent. And they both landed awkwardly. That was the only thing I kind of didn't like about that match. But uh, the rest of it was really good. I mean, that that's just me nitpicking really, but the rest of it was really good. Just, just a really fun match. Um, like I said, good show. Even the Ingobernables match against Atlantis, Diamantes, Sue, and Cranio was was passable. I'd say okay. One of the better Ingobernables matches, especially when you have Bestia in, in the in the in the match. Um, I thought this was a fun fun match. Yeah, CML was good. There's um there's some people who are kind of like starting some rumblings about you know there being more surprises coming for CMLL. I don't know. I I watched an interview with um with Ray Phoenix. And then there was a couple of other people who have been talking about stuff and, you know, you know, Penta kind of challenged Caristico about, you know, going to his house, which I, I don't know. I mean, Caristico's house is Arena Mexico. I think that's what people are immediately going to assume that that's going to be what's going on. And with the crash kind of ha- the crash, I think a lot of people don't realize the crash is an independent promotion. So right now, if you look at their um, the show that's coming up in June. It has Alberto and Ray Mysterio who are going to be in AAA. And then it has Roosh who's in CML. And it has a couple of other people that are, I think there's at least one more person from CML that's going to be, or not CML, but somebody who's working CML that's going to be on that show. So it's kind of like this weird uh, promotion that has all these names. But I think a lot of people are going to, based on what some people are rumoring, I think that's, you know, the guys that are going to be talked about. You know, I don't know. Plans can change. It, you will have to stay tuned. It could be nothing, really. I mean, for all we know, because a lot of the people, you know, they'll get a they'll get a rumor coming or coming out, and like next thing you know, like nothing happens, and it happens frequently in 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 wrestling. I mean, I know like Meltzer catches a lot of heat for some of the stuff he like because he's more open about like revealing stuff, and as soon as he reveals it, people are immediately like trashing him and. When it doesn't happen, they start trashing him and stuff like that. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens that a lot of us don't will wait for somebody else to reveal it. And usually we wait for Dave Meltzer to reveal it because, you know, he's the one that's crazy enough to do it. The rest of us don't want to get catch heat for it. But, yeah, you know, that's um, I don't know if that's going to happen, um, like I said. But you never know. That's all. I'll, that's all I can really say. Triple um, A had a really fun show. I watched that live. I watched CML the following day, uh, but the Triple A show on Twitch was really good. Um, there's a couple of matches that I, I mean, you could totally skip if you're if you're gonna subs- if you're subscribing to the show or if you could watch it uh, later on on t- when they post it on YouTube, the t- their, their t- the TV version. There's a couple of things you could probably skip, but it was really good. I mean, I thought, I mean, there there really there were three matches that I thought. This year, I've probably watched more AAA this year than I did last year. 
Because last year I just decided to skip a lot of the, the TV shows because they were so bad. And it's really just a matter of just looking at the lineups. You could tell it was going to be bad. A lot of La Parca and Dave the Clown. You don't see Dave the Clown on these shows. That's the one thing you don't see now that Conan's back. The first two, the opening match was amazing. Latigo and Toxin beat Aramis and Astrolux. The one thing that was really weird about this show was that um, they were announcing the guys, but they were la- announcing them out of order. So, like, you had, like, I think Toxin, I think, I can't remember who was the first one that got announced, but they would, they announced the, the opponent the fo- next, and then they announced the other guy, and then it was, and then you, like, saw them standing on, on opposite sides, so you kind of figured it out that, okay, they're, they're announcing them incorrectly. And they not they didn't just do it for this one match. They did it, I think, for the for this the, the first three matches. Because once you get past the three matches, then you have more regular known tag teams and stuff like that. But the opener was great. I would say it was probably the second or third best match of the year for AAA. I think the best match of the year for AAA was that opener from um, the April 20th show with the, the Crash guys. Who are apparently no longer the Crash guys now, the AAA guys, or who knows? Maybe they might return. You never know. Um, but they seem to be at this moment AAA guys. That match was amazing. But this match was really good. Aramis is going to be a star. I mean, I think right now, you know, whatever Bandito's doing on the indie scene and his his he's he's kind of like you know, he's kind of the big na- the name that everybody's talking about. Like he's the next guy right now. Aramis will probably be the next guy that everybody's going to be talking about. Hopefully he doesn't sign a contract with AAA and just works dates for them because, you know, last thing he wants to do is be stuck with them and, like, have to deal with that issue long term. But, yeah, as long as, I mean, the exposure from, I think the most important, the most important thing about right now going with AAA isn't about signing a contract with AAA. It's about Conan seeing you and getting to know you. And, you know, love or hate Conan He's the kind of the guy that opens up the, you know, the doors for a lot of these guys to come to the United States, you know, be it through, you know, his connections with some of the people he's worked with or some of the people who just know him as somebody who has an, an eye for talent. You know, that's really the most important thing for a lot of these guys. And Aramis, I think he's going to be a guy who's all four of these guys were really good. But Aramis, I think, is going to be a, a star at some point. Astrolux will be, too. But I think he's still I, I what was he like 15 like two years ago so he's gotta be like 16 17 right now or he may he may still be 15 right now who knows but really fun match um the second match argenes and hijo del vikingo beating alcon 78 jr and la parca la parca negra good match also not as good as the first match but good hijo del vikingo another guy who's fantastic uh he's gonna be another guy that you gotta keep an eye on out for him Tons of talent. I think he's definitely going to be. He's going to be the next. He's going to be one of the guys. I think. I I think Aramis and Hijo Vikingo, because AAA kind of focuses more on the heavyweights than anything else. I think these guys are probably going to be bigger stars, on the indie scene, in the U.S. and in you know, and maybe like in Mexico as well than they will be in like AAA as far as like. It's going to be kind of like when Rey Mysterio Jr. and Juventus Guerrera were in um, AAA where they're, they were like stars, kind of stars, but they weren't like the main guys in the promotion. They were kind of like working the, the you know, the, the, the hot match in the middle. And then like they became huge stars when they went to ECW, WCW. They were the guys like 
people wanted. It wasn't the, you know, the Dinamitas and all those guys that were making main, working the main events that people cared about. Conan, guys like that. Conan, I mean, did well, but he wasn't at that level. After the match, Killer Cross, Kevin Cross, Killer Kevin Cross came out and destroyed everyone. But the cool thing was they waited till the end and let these guys have a really good match. Um, that was really important. I thought that was that was very well booked. That was something that you wouldn't have seen from the previous people running CMA, um, AAA. Um, past guys would have just had, had him kill them as the match was going on. And they actually let them finish it out, which I thought was cool. Third match was Fabi Apache and Hades beating Ashley and Lady Shawnee. Good women's match. Fabi Apache's really like, she's really great as a heel. I have a feeling, I have a feeling because um, Mary Apache and Natsumi are back in Mexico. I have a feeling that they're probably going to end up teaming up with um, Fabi at some point in AAA. And the only reason I think Natsumi will probably end up working in AAA sooner than, than I, I think anyone would have expected is because now you see Astrolux in um, AAA and he's, I don't think he's 18 yet. So, although it's probably like a big secret then. But I mean, it can't be a secret. Look at his body physically. He looks like a, he's, he's very small. Um, but this match was good. Um, I really like the fact that uh, Fabi, after the match, Fabi kept beating up on Ashley and then her partner, Hades, tried to calm her down, pulled her off of Ashley and then Fabi just started to beat, started beating up um, Hades. Lady Shani had to make the save, so you had Hades kind of like siding with, um, you know, kind of like going with the Technicas. So it's that's why I think Mary and um, Natsumi will probably end up in AAA at some point, just because, you know, Fabi's going to be on her own. It's probably going to be like a family, like a deal with them against the 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 AAA women. Um, the fourth match was the one match you should definitely skip: La Mascara and Maximo beating Hysteria and Psychosis. Pretty much felt like a CMLL. Whatever we watched of them in CMLL just got switched over to AAA. I don't know. Maximo's still okay. You know, I think he's still good. But, you know, La Mascara, pretty much what you see is what you get with La Mascara. Fifth match, Rey Scorpio and Tejano Jr. beating Aerostar and Drago. Good match. Samoano interfered, but still really good. Tejano Jr. Rey Scorpio, perfect opponents for Aerostar and Drago, uh, for Aerostar and Drago to do their crazy dives and stuff like that. Um, I thought this this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun. They're gonna have a fun tag. I think they left enough to have a a really good tag title match. I think these guys this this was really fun. I really like Ray Scorpio and Tejano Jr. as a tag team. They actually showed a, a video clip of um of Aerostar and Drago training. And then Ray Scorpion and Tejano Jr. showing up with like a couple of other guys to like poke fun at them. And then they told him, "Hey, let's have a match." And they they they, were, they had like this octagon cage, you know, MMA cage. And uh, Ray Scorpion was like, "Well, let's do it now." So they like they opened up the the cage door and like Aerostar and Drago ran in <laughs> into the cage, and um, Ray Scorpion and Tejano Jr. end up closing it and make fun of them for being you know stuck in the cage. I thought that was kind of a cool um, little video for them to show to build up to this match like i said this match was really good i i liked it i thought this was a good match seventh match was hijo el fantasma and psycho clown beating hernandez and kevin cross this was a strange match because hernandez had previously been attacked by mad and i think everybody was just waiting for mad to interview for this match earlier conan had posted a, a picture of um kevin cross and and 
Juventud Guerrero with two other guys wearing the ma um, the the mad uh, masks on them, and so everybody kind of assumed that was where they were going to debut. Um, Kevin Cross turned on Hernandez, which allowed Hijo Fantasma and Psycho Clown to get the win. While this was going on, Juventud Guerrero snuck Juventud Guerrero snuck around, and was like kind of. In was like teasing that he was going to interfere and finally did attack the Hijo del Fantasma. Kevin Cross came back and attacked um, Psycho Clown. Then a masked mad member showed up in the in the entrance area. Clearly it was Conan. Hugo Savinovich kind of hinted that it was Conan too. So that even if Conan didn't, it wasn't hoping that it wasn't hinted. It kind of was hinted. I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was a, I, I think people were expecting at least one more mad member to be to be added. Uh, I honestly think that them not not showing one more member and LA Park showing up in CML, I think kind of because I think by this point was when um, LA Park had made his way somewhere around this point. I think it might have been around the it might have been around the fifth or sixth match where they the the talk the buzz was LA Park in CM in Arena Mexico, and I think it's kind of like. This guy's this this match happening, and nothing going on, kind of like, kind of deflated it. But I think a lot of people were maybe thinking, well, maybe they're gonna save Matt for the for the main event, because they changed the final two matches. They changed the a lot of the the lineup of as usual. Triple A changed the lineup. Um, the last match was Dr. Wagner Jr. defending the Triple A World Mega Heavyweight Title against Pagano. He ended up winning. Yeah, okay match. Lady Shani was ringside with Pagano. As, as his second for the title match. And no one could figure it out till the very end when Fabi Apache ran in and attacked Lady Shawnee. Like I said, that's they've actually, they're at least building that match, that feud up, which I think is really good, especially since that's the one match. That's one of the two matches that we know is happening in Triple Mania. So I think that's really good that they're building that up. Then Murder Clown ran out and attacked Pagano. So they're building up a Murder Clown versus Pagano match at some point. I know everyone's excited about that one. But yeah, Dr. Wagner just left and then really there was nothing else that happened afterwards. Um, so I think the surprises for AAA, like I said, the, to me the big surprise, oh, I forgot to mention the, the sixth match. Somehow I forgot the sixth match. That was really good. I think if you're going to pick the three best matches of the year for, for uh, AAA, Poder del Norte beating Los OGTs, this match on this show, I thought it was a lot better than the, the previous match that I saw of them. They've had a couple of matches where it supposedly was going to be the last match that they've had, but um, they had that other match that I can't remember when it was where they used a lot of gimmicks, like a lot of like they were using more more weapons and stuff. Well, in this one, they were using a lot. Of, they were taking a lot of stiff chair shots, but um, this match was really good. I really enjoyed it. This feud is really good. I thought this this was definitely probably the this is th this was really a good way to build up their um, hair match for I think it's Verona Scandalo. I have that written down here actually. Yep, I have it written down here, and it is happening at Verona Scandalo, and it's actually the it's actually the semi main event. So that was a really good way to build it up. This is these two trios are, are like I said. I think Poder del Norte kind of caught a lot of heat last year when they were moved up to like. They were kind of pushed high on the card, more so out of necessity when everybody was leaving at that point. And um, they're good. They're a good trio. I think right now that the way they're feuding with OGTs, it, now you can kind of see that they 
their value has kind of, you know, picked up. You know, it's it's hard to like when you're main eventing on bad shows, you don't see them at the same level as you might see them, you know, maybe in the semi-main or like the fifth or sixth match on a really strong card where they're actually working with Los OGTs. And I think they lo- they really showed a lot more in this. They've shown more in this in, in this feud than they did last year in whatever they, they were, whatever AAA was doing with them. OGTs, like I said, really solid, really good match. I kind of would put this as the third best match I've seen in AAA this year, just because to me, I really enjoyed that. The, the April 20th opener, I thought that was fantastic. So yeah, this this was a really fun show. If you didn't watch it, if you want to subscribe to the Twitch, watch it on there. If you want to wait, you could watch it on their YouTube channel when it gets posted. I think it'll probably get posted later, like two, three weeks. But yeah, definitely good. Uh, AAA also announced the they announced more matches for Verano de Scandalo, which is happening on June 3rd. They kind of removed the, a lot of the Luchador Sorpresas. Um, they had a Luchador Sorpresa in the main event that was going to be a three-way between Dr. Wagner Jr., who would be defending his AAA World Mega Heavyweight title against Rey Mysterio Jr. and a Luchador Sorpresa. They had actually removed it, but apparently they might have, like, they're kind of, like, leaning, they're going back and forth with it. So don't be shocked if there's a third guy in it. And if there isn't, don't be shocked with that either. But they announced more of the matches. Um, They moved up the OGTs versus Poder del Norte hair match to the semi-main event. That could change the day that day. I don't think it should because I think they've they these two trios have done enough where they do belong. They do deserve getting that semi main event spot. I think they definitely deserve it and they should get it. And it'll also make it like you know it'll give you a little more like the end of the show will be a lot stronger than previous AAA shows. Um, the last couple of AAA shows, main the last two matches have been very underwhelming. As far as um the you know the the big shows, Guerra de Titanes and Rey de Reyes. Um, the, the TV show's a little different. Um, the opener for um, Verano Escándalo is going to be a, a mixed Atomicos match, but it's going to be really good as it has Hijo del Vikingo teaming up with Starfire, making her debut, Arcángel Divino, and making an appearance on a AAA show, Dinastia. They will be facing, making his return, Ultimo Maldito, making their AAA returns. They've, I think they might have wrestled a couple of AAA shows in the past. Ares and Belial. Um, I can't remember, but they're making their returns there or making their debuts, however you want to see it, say it. They might be there just for that one time, although like, it's weird right now. Like If you look at a lot of lineups for um, like the independent promotions, you're going to see a lot of like guys who are working AAA who just worked for like who could you know who worked shows where there were CMLL guys, so there's a little bit there's a little bit of confusion as to what's going to happen coming up in the next month month or so, because I I wouldn't be shocked if some of those lineups changed based on some of where these guys end up, and also on this in this match the woman in this match is listed as Lady Maravilla, she has not said anything she's been on a couple of AAA um, she's been on a couple of CMLL shows since this show was announced, um, but. You know, there's been there's been CML people who have had who have had cold feet about leaving. Um, Maximo was one. Um, there's been others. Maximo was probably the most prominent one at one point, just because he con- but he made it, he turned it into a bit of a joke later on. 
But um, this this match looks good. They could get rid of the women out of this, really, and it'd be a lot. Better. It'd be great, you know, because I don't think Lady Maravilla or Starfire could hang with these other with these guys. But you know, at least they could do the the. the I think really a lot of the women in Mexico, they work better against the guys just because I don't know the the, the women. A lot of the women in, in in Mexico aren't that good. The second match is another. It's a trios match, and it's also another mixed match as it's going to be Lady Shani teaming up with Mamba and Pimpinela Escarlata versus La Yedra, Black Danger, and a Luchador Sorpresa. I wouldn't be shocked if the Luchador Sorpresa ends up being like Fabi Apache or, you know, somebody else that maybe is going to be part of this whole angle with Lady Shani. I, I, I have, or, you know, maybe they're going to start a feud with the, the Exoticos, who knows. But, um, yeah, that, 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 that probably isn't going to be that great. Um, the third match, Drago, Sammy Guevara. Sa- Drago versus Sammy Guevara versus Australian Suicide versus Darby Allen, who's going to be making his debut, versus Aerostar. A lot of a couple of people from Mexico asked me who Darby Allen is. Um, you could, I mean, really, you could just Google search him and you'll find on YouTube like videos and stuff like that. But what I know about Darby Allen is he's crazy. He's done a lot of crazy spots and stuff like that. So that's really what I know more, more about than anything else and this match is pretty much made for that if you're looking at the guys who are involved in this you know Aerostar is going to do something crazy it being a big show um, the fourth match is going to be Pagano Maximo and La Mascara versus Juventud Guerra Tejano Jr. and Killer Cross I have a weird feeling that this the fourth and fifth match are going to change just because I don't understand why they have Tejano Jr. teaming up with Killer Cross and Juventud Guerrera when that should be more about Mad. And then the fifth match has Psycho Clown and Heels Fantasma versus Brian Cage and Ray Scorpion. That should probably be the... They should probably have Brian Cage in the, the other match teaming up with Hoovy and Killer Cross and Tejano Jr. teaming up with Ray Scorpion. Really? More than anything else? And then, as I mentioned, the sixth match is OGTs versus Poder del Norte and the seventh match is going to be Wagner defending against Ray Mysterio Jr. Um, that could be... That could have a Luchador Sorpresa. That might not have another Luchador Sorpresa. Who knows? Um, it's Triple A. For all we know, they might change the entire lineup. So that's AAA. Uh, one of the interesting things that I that that you'll see also lately is, like I was saying, a lot of the indie promotions like The Crash, um, Lucha Memes, they've been announcing a lot of their June 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 lineups. And I know like Aramis is working a, a Lucha Memes show, and there's a couple of like The Crash shows have a lot of the guys who are you know they have a show where it's like. Rush, I think the main event for the, the Crash Show on June 16th in Tijuana has Rush on opposite sides. I think it's I think it's Rey Mysterio, Penta, and Alberto versus Rush, Garza Jr., and, and um, Bestia, I think, or somebody else. But, you know, it's a really, really weird, um, you know, the, the, the lineups are really interesting. As far as match, recent matches that I've watched that are really good, May 11th show, you know, it had the Grand Alternativa tournament, but it had a really good Nero Casas versus Soberano Jr. match. Highly recommend you watch that if you haven't watched it already. Really good. Nero Casas mentioned how he's never held the national welterweight title. So hopefully we get another rematch between these two in June. Um, Right now, uh, Dragon Lee, actually, um, I think the last show we did, Dragon Lee was injured. We talked about him being injured. Well, right now he's in, in Japan participating participating in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. I haven't really kept up with it. I know he won the first match. 
knowing Dragon Lee, he's probably doing some crazy stuff over there. You know, it's it's I don't really get that excited about this stuff now. Like I, I get I get excited about seeing the matches, but I don't really like the you already know Dragon Lee, you know, the way they book the show the 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 tournament. Like every time I get excited about somebody from CML going there, it always ends up like they end up placing fourth or fifth or sixth. So it you know, the excitement level from like the first two, three matches immediately fades away as far as the you know, the point total and stuff like that or the standings and stuff like that, you know. What else is going on? I'm trying to think what else is going on. I think that's about it for this week. Um, we're going to probably do a Lucha Classic. We're good. We're going to do a Lucha Classica this week. It's going to be the show covering the the all the championships in CMLL. Um, it's just going to be a rundown of like what's, you know, the history of the titles, uh, some of the what's the most important title, the weight classes, everything you kind of wanted to know about the the titles. It's not going to be like the this whole thing where I'm going to go through and tell you about how like in 1959 so and so held the title then he dropped it to this time you know there's going to be some stories about stuff maybe like that we know about like why somebody like you know vacated a title or why he um how long the person held the title and you know some of the big matches and stuff but it's not gonna it's not gonna it's gonna be more about that because um there's gonna be other shows where we could you know talk about specific matches and stuff like that that will be coming up I think that's about it. Um, I'll probably I probably will post a, a another Boxy Lucha magazine write up, not this week but the week afterwards. I think that's next up. It's going to be the one from 1989. I think if you follow me on Twitter, you might have noticed that I mentioned the Southern Boys, and um, I think I also mentioned it on Facebook. I mentioned the Southern Boys going to um, Mexico to work for UWA El Toreo. And Jushin Thunder Liger also going to El Toreo around this time. So that's going to be the, the magazine I'll be um, writing about, doing the recap for. And so other than that, that's about it. That's it for this week. Again, be sure to visit the website at LuchaWorld.com. Another reminder, if you want to support the website, feel free to sign up to the Patreon page. We're... The Patreon page features the Lucha Classica podcast, as I mentioned, the magazine write-ups, and the new podcast, which was added for the $5 reward patrons, called We're Out of Time, um, covering wrestling shows, TV, and movies featuring wrestlers or about wrestlers, documentaries, and anything else that I might not cover on the other podcasts. Um, We're Out of Time podcast. The next one, I'm still like trying to, like I don't know what it is. I, I said I was going to do it on Boone the Bounty Hunter and... I'm like, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm holding off for such a long time that maybe I just want, I'm wishing it out of like Netflix, out of the Netflix rotation so I don't have to watch it. But I will, like if it's there, by the time we do the Lucha Classica, I will watch it and I will do a, a, a podcast covering that, that movie. Right now you could, you could see, you could listen to the one on Andre the, the, Andre the Giant documentary and the Rock and Roll Wrestling VHS tapes that I did Um. Couple, I think it was last month. I did a couple like really consecutively, so check those out. Um, you can um, you can also visit our sponsor, Amazon.com. If ordering something from them, click through the link on our site, and they'll send us some money every so often. And they do actually send. Um, I know a lot of people always like. They always they there's I know there's a lot of people who are like very anti 
that stuff online and you know but you know i will say amazon.com is one of the few sponsors that actually does send money so really that's about it for this week thank you i want to thank everyone for listening and i hope everyone enjoyed the show and we will be back again soon